All right, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the Slow Count Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Blaine, and my other host, Spencer. And we are here to review this week's Raw and SmackDown shows. Spencer, are you excited for today's episode? Oh, I'm totally excited because we got to experience the best Raw in forever. Yeah, it was the best one ever last week, and then this one even topped it. Yeah, I know. Much better. It's great. I love it. All right, so let's just get right into things, and we will start with Raw. Now, Raw started off with Ronda Rousey and Natalya coming out, and they were going to be facing the team of Tamina and Nia Jax. Boom. Um, Yeah. Uh, The match does not even get started before the Riot Squad comes out and attacks Natalya and Ronda as well, right? Do they attack both of them? Or do Um, they just just take out Ronda, or they take out Natalya, and then Nia and Tamina take out Ronda, correct? Yes, I am pretty sure. And then... Uh, so that's all well and dandy, and then it is announced that there will later be a match between Mystery Partner and Ronda and Nia and Tamina. Spencer, what did you think of this segment? Um, the overall segment, um, I mean, it wasn't anything special. I mean, one thing, I'm not a big Ronda person, and then with Nia Jax involved, maybe hate it more. <laughs> I mean, the whole, actually, the whole segment sucked now I'm thinking about it. (laughs) Right. All right. (laughs) And then next we have another women's segment because we need to get all the women on the show. Yeah. All at once. I'm pretty sure every single um, active woman wrestler on Raw was on the show. I think think that they were. Um, But we have Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks, and Bayley coming out, and they're doing their little Q&A session with the crowd again the uh quote-unquote crowd um definitely not planted fans definitely not yeah and they were just asking the stupidest questions possible like i don't think this segment could have been any it could have been worse but at the time it's like wow this couldn't have been any worse are you sure i thought it was pretty interesting (laughs) knowing what bailey's um superpower would be oh yeah yeah i'm pretty sure that was the best part of it just it was just so it just reminded me of middle school (laughs) <laughs> and how it was so like middle school insults and so unfunny. Yeah, <laughs> it was just. It was I mean, Bailey even bad. took a lap after she said a very right. terrible joke. Yeah, and then you just hear them go, "Oh, oh, yeah, got her, got her." Yeah, it was just hardly know. Mm, yeah, uh, it was just bad. And then there was only one part where the crowd actually somewhat came alive, and it's when they teased the women's tag team championships, which I don't. I don't know if it's a good idea or not, but, and then, um, well, I mean, Spencer's gesturing to me that maybe I shouldn't have said that, but I mean, just because there's not enough women on the roster, I don't think, I don't, I don't think there's enough women on the roster to make it interesting. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, I don't mean it in a demeaning way. It's just the only way <laughs> they could possibly do it is if it was for Raw and SmackDown, like yeah. both they just brands. travel the brands, but I mean, I mean, that's which what I have they, a feeling is what didn't the, they do that um, a long time ago when they had the unified tag belts with the world t- tag title and the WWE tag title? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure they did it like with Carlito and Primo, Carly and Primo. Yeah, I know when they had it. I'm pretty sure because that's when mm-hmm. there was brain split then. Yeah, right. I'm pretty sure that's what they did. If okay. I'm not. Yeah, that, that's the only way I can see it happening. And I mean, I'm sure that's probably what they'll do, but I don't know if I'll really find it interesting. Um, but then Mickey James, Dana Brooke, and Alicia Fox came out, 
And mm-hmm. Alexa stopped them because that's not going to happen on my show. Not again. And they have another women's tag team match. So this is the second one of the show. Well, the first one didn't technically get started, but tag it was, team it match was, play. It was, it was implied. So there's actually going to be three women's tag team matches scheduled for this show. Um, so it being the second one in a row, it just kind of seems lazy, especially because they did the exact same segment from last week again, uh, just to set up a tag team match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I I I kind of see them putting every woman on the show because Alexa has this new role as the women's general manager so i see her putting all of them on the show but it's just not not my thing it's it just i i don't know what do you think spencer um i mean it's different it's i mean that's definitely different they have to have her do something since she's um unable to fight compete well i heard that she was actually cleared to wrestle oh i don't know if that's true or not but i heard that she was so well, then, hopefully that will go away soon. Right. <laughs> Actually, it probably won't. It'll probably last forever. <laughs> now, in my notes, I have uh, Rhonda calls out Alexis hypocrisy in the next segment. I don't remember what that was about. I don't obviously, remember obviously it she was, called her out. It, obviously, it wasn't important. It was something about someone being attacked or I, I don't remember. But anyway, the right. I usually um, ignore Ronda, so. Yeah. <laughs> the right squad is banned for the rest of the night, and Ronda is supposed to find a new tag team partner. And uh, I put in my notes lots of women tag matches. What else is new? Uh, so, what do you think, Spencer? Do you um, even remember this happening at all? Remembering all the tag matches? No, do you remember this segment with Ronda and Alexa backstage? I remember it um, somewhat. Okay. I remember Ronda, like. Um, <laughs> accusing Alexa's like do your job like finally you're gonna do something I was like hasn't she only been like general manager for like two weeks now so I mean Mm -hmm. that doesn't make any sense yeah it didn't really make (laughs) that didn't make sense to me but what do I know I'm not a WWE um, writer yeah you're a mark oh yeah (laughs) and then there is a video package and uh it is to show our good old pal Baron Corbin and his rise to prominence in the general manager position so WWE felt the need to remind us how much we all dislike Baron Corbin being the general manager and how it's been awful thus far. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you remember this, but that stuck out to me that they felt the need to remind us how much that we hate this. Yeah. Um, it, I don't think it bothered me too much in the moment because I somewhat like Baron Corbin, but, mm-hmm. other, but as, the stuff they're but not doing as a with, general manager. No, not, not as a general, general manager. manager. Like the stuff they're having him like do, it's just stupid. Right. I mean his I mean his trio alone is just oof. Uh, uh. Anyway, then there's another backstage part where a match is announced between Drake Maverick and Bobby Roode. Because mm-hmm. that's a match that we all want to see on Monday Night Raw. Rockstar uh, Spud man. Rockstar Spud, right. Drake Maverick. Uh, Chad Gable and AOP are banned from ringside. Or uh, is it AOP or is it Authors of Pain? Does AOP even stand for anything at this point? Because Vince McMahon doesn't seem to think so, I don't think. <laughs> it's easier to say. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. They were saying AOP in NXT anyway. Yeah. Uh, so they're banned from ringside, and later we'll find out that that's not true. Um, then a match happens between 
my good old friend Scott Dawson and Kalisto. And good Lord, what is happening to the revival, Spencer? Justice for the revival. Justice for the revival. <laughs> Ugh, I, I know you don't feel as passionately about the revival as I do. But, but come I can, on. I mean, yeah, but I can also just, I see what's happening. And, like, one thing, I didn't even realize the Lucha House Party was even considered a Raw tag team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came up, like, I think three weeks ago, and they've beat the Revival every single yeah, week. Yeah, I do know that. But, <laughs> and then, or some form then of the, the Lucha House Party rules, that's just stupid. That's really dumb. Really stupid. I hate that. I mean, the only thing that was kind of – it was kind of funny or neat. I don't know the words for it, but when um, Scott Dawson wanted a one-on-one match, like, okay. And then, then um, JoJo's like – JoJo was like, um, this match will be Lucha House Party rules. So it was a three-on-one three on one. handicap match. I mean, that was funny, but also it's just plain stupid. And it's not taking away from the competitors of the match because – I mean, it was a good match. I mean, there was a lot of really cool spots that the Lucha House Party mm-hmm. did, but it's just, why does it have to be the revival? Yeah, and why not why the has Ascension? It, why does it have to be four weeks in a row? Is mm-hmm. the Ascension on Raw or are they on SmackDown? They're Raw. I thought they were on SmackDown. Remember, um, like a couple months ago, um, Chad Gable and, and Rude right. were having a feud with what, Ascension. Yeah, and they somehow lost to the Ascension. Yeah. <sighs> And yeah. Victor ended up getting his first victory in like I thought it was con- yeah it was Victor Guerrero in like Victor. A, a couple years in like three years I think God I think it was since NXT over Bobby Roode over Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode my oh boy. how the mighty have fallen really <laughs> but yeah uh, the last part I had from this segment is um, man I just really want the revival to leave I mean I don't even think there's any saving them at this point because they're just a joke. What about um, the tweet? Right. Yeah, we can't talk about this and not bring up the tweet from uh, Matt Jackson mm. on uh, of the Young Bucks on Twitter. Generation me. Say, <laughs> Generation me. And he said, uh, it was along the lines of, don't worry, one day we will face the revival. And remember then, this tweet. Yeah, remember this tweet. And then one of the guys from the revival, I think it was Dash Wilder, it tweeted. It was Dash. One day we will face the Young Bucks. Remember this tweet. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really interesting and kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next segment, Baron Corbin receives a box from a random man. And uh, then we have the Drew McIntyre Appreciation Night. And we will find out what is in this box. Mm-hmm. So <sighs> Drew gets a gold medal of excellence. And this is kind of just a tip of the cap for the whole defeating Kurt Angle thing. So mm-hmm. uh, it's just... I don't know why they did it. It's okay, yeah. I guess. Um, and then Dolph Ziggler shows up, and he is a baby face now. I was glad that they finally like talked about how they weren't like together right. anymore. After they kind of just like, months? oh, it hasn't <laughs> been two months. It's been a while. It's been a couple weeks. At least a month. You can't say two months. It's been a couple weeks. Okay, that's not two months. But I did like how Drew pointed out that Dolph was short. And how that was seemed to be one of the main reasons that he left him. That he left him. <laughs> That's uh, I've noticed a lot of these heels, their reasonings are stupid. Yeah, very stupid. But um, I did like that. Um, um, Dolph did was became a baby face right. and mm-hmm. turned on. Rightfully so. Mm-hmm. He's very fun. he's very good at it. For how mm-hmm. good of a heel he is, he is a very good baby face. Don't believe me? And Go then, watch twenty sixteen. True. 
and then ended up zigzagging him. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Did did Dolph in, yeah, uh Dolph did end up winning the match. Yeah, then they had the, a match. After, uh, yeah, they did yes, they did have a match. Um and it was pretty Drew prominent for a lot of it mm-hmm. as far as I can remember and then Finn Balor came out Finn because, Balor came out yeah because Drew and Finn are having a feud which is fine with me I mean that'll be a really good match um mm-hmm. and then Finn kicked Drew into the wall and then zigzag and that was it yeah so I mean it's it's good for Finn and Drew because it pushes their feud along more and it gives Dolph a win that he needed as a new baby face so yeah I thought that was Probably one of the better segments of the show, if not the best. <laughs> yeah, because I, the match was actually pretty decent. It was oh yeah, they're definitely they're two great competitors. Right. You knew it was going to be a great match. Mm-hmm. And our next segment, we see Elias backstage heading to the ring, and his hair is everywhere. It's, it's not beautiful. soaking wet. It's, it is so it's frizzy and everywhere. It's flowing. In I wind. can relate, sir. <laughs> I they can't tell, but. I, I'm trying to grow my hair out like Elias, mm. and I'm getting close. You're getting there. But um, it was beautiful. I loved it. So Elias does his Elias things, plays the guitar a little bit, talks, and then Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley come out. Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley, my baby boy. Um, so they come out, and Leo Rush has Bobby Lashley do some bodybuilding poses, and then he shows his butt to us. Ends up bending over and showing us. Bends yep. over and shows it to us. Mm-hmm. What a man. What some glutes. I just... I don't get it. <laughs> I just... <laughs> You've obviously never been a bodybuilder, and so you don't understand the art that he was showing us right, right. there. I just... I don't... I don't. Bobby Lashley just not had very good luck in WWE, has he? No, not yet. I mean, have some faith, sir. He's 41 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, you might be. You know what? He can join the New Day. Yeah. At this point, he fits right in with the freaking New Day, actually. a fourth black man in there. Uh, So Elias and Bobby Lashley, they brawl a little bit, and then Finn Balor chases Leo Rush onto the stage. And he takes a guitar shot. Old, uh, oh, what was that? WCW Jeff Jarrett, Beetlejuice. He hits the little, oh, the, the little, little guy. Yeah, <laughs> he hits the little person. And that's kind of what it reminded me of. It kind of me from Leo mm-hmm. Rush's Beetlejuice. He has kind of the same voice too. Oh I yeah, mean, <laughs> it's just, yeah. I don't know. And well, they didn't show Finn Balor at first, and we're all yeah. just like, we're both sitting there, and we're like, why did? Um, Leo Rush just go back on stage for no reason. Right. And then he gets hit, and then you see Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. And I, one thing, am glad they made Finn Balor somewhat relevant again. Yeah, yeah. He was actually on the show yeah. and actually did something of value mm-hmm. twice. And twice. then had a match yeah. later the night. We'll t- get to that soon. Wait, they did? Yeah, remember, Who he did? fought, um, I think he fought Baron Corbin, did he not? Finn? Yeah, didn't he? No, he fought Gender. We'll, we'll Gen- get to that, we'll get, we'll get oh, to that yeah. later. Yeah. The modern day <laughs> Maharaja. Yeah. Uh, our next segment has Rhino and Heath Slater coming up to Baron Corbin for sad, whatever sad, reason. Sad. I can't remember why they even they wanted um, they an want? opportunity. Okay, an opportunity of some sort, and he tells them, "Okay, well, you're gonna have a match tonight, and whoever loses has to leave Raw." So mm-hmm. that becomes a thing after they hadn't been in relevance or done anything for the past year, you know. So that makes sense. But uh, anyway. 
So next we move on to Bobby Roode versus Drake Maverick. Well, no, you never finish who won the Rhino. We, we haven't gotten there yet. It hasn't happened yet. That was just a segment, man. Oh, I swore it was just right after. Nope. Never mind. My bad. Nope. My bad. You, you're you the one who took notes overall. <laughs> I didn't. So. <laughs> so Bobby Roode versus Drake Maverick happens, and it turns on to a three-on-two because everything has to be a tag team match in this episode of Raw. And it's also the second handicap match of the night. If you mm-hmm. count Lucha House Party versus yeah Scott Dawson, so and uh, Drake Maverick gets the pin after AOP double power bombs Bobby Roode. Yeah. yeah, he gets the pin over Bobby Roode. So Drake Maverick's first match in WWE, he uh, he scores the pinfall. So what did mm-hmm. you think of this, Spencer? Being the huge Bobby Roode fan that you once were, <laughs> once <laughs> and were probably isn't anymore. Um. It was quite sad to see mm-hmm. someone of his caliber just being wasted. One thing in the tag division, and two, just losing the day. The um, Maverick. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. I mean, I understand why he took the pin here because of AOP. You know, but doing s- all the work, but still, yeah. But <laughs> this man should be a world champion by now. Yeah. I mean, this man should be champion, not in the tag team division. If he's going to be in the tag team division, give him someone good and make him important. Okay. Chad Gable's good. Give him James Storm. They don't don't fit together. Yeah. Give him James Storm. Storm. I want beer money. (sighs) Oh, goodness gracious. But, yes, I am quite upset because, I mean, Bobby Roode not only has the best theme in all of wrestling history, um... He's just a really great wrestler, and he's just not being used at all. So we move on to our next segment with some police sirens, and Dean Ambrose comes out. Bane now, now, himself. Now, this was cool until he started talking. It was cool. <laughs> I, I really enjoy, liked how um, they had the sirens playing in the background of his theme. It yeah, actually made cool. his theme. Yeah. I really liked that. It made it sound And then when cooler. he came out with the guys in the mask, yeah. that was cool. Okay. It was like, like I said, it was good. He was wearing the Bane mask. Well, he's wearing a gas mask, not yeah. a Bane mask, but he was wearing the Bane jacket, and it was so cool until he said, "I have to wear this to keep the sickness away from me, because the people in this town are so awful and gross and sick. I need another flu shot in the butt." Yeah, that was yeah. So, Spencer, can I just? I don't know why. They have made this blood feud that could be so good, and mm-hmm. it could just be about two guys that hate each other so much that they want to kill each other, into Dean Ambrose doesn't want to catch the flu from Milwaukee, so he gets a shot in the butt. Why is it about the crowd? Why does this have to have anything to do with the crowd? Wait. It never did. It never should have. Man, I can't tell you that. Ask Vince. <laughs> I really want to, but <laughs> yeah, I can't. that is it is completely stupid. Like this would have been an amazing feud. You got two like phenomenal wrestlers, like incredible at what they do, and you had a great storyline building up. And um, because with him, like the possible like them teasing it, I mean they teased it a little too much in my opinion. But mm-hmm. then right, but um. Then when he finally did, I was like, okay, this is going to be good. And then it all went like downhill when the flu shot. Right. And then now he he's 
he hates Seth Rollins because the crowd's dirty. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And I that's just terrible. All right, so we move on to our next segment, which is Heath Slater versus Rhino. Now, if you listen to the crowd, you can't hear them at all for any of this mm-hmm. <laughs> because they do not care at all. And it's a shame. I love yeah. Heath Slater. Yeah, they whenever they were the SmackDown Tag Team Champions and they, they did that top. whole storyline with them, mm-hmm. that was really good. Like, that was yeah. actually really Yeah, I loved... Actually, when right when is it? I mean, it's been it started with all with the brand split mm-hmm. with Seth Rollins being a free agent. He Slater. He Slater. My <laughs> bad. Um, he Slater being a free agent and just trying keep on going to um, Raw SmackDown, Raw SmackDown, trying to get um, a job. And he would and like his thing was he can get a job and if he could find a tag team partner and win the titles. And he did. Mm-hmm. And I mean, ever since and I they were dominant. They were awesome. They were. I love that tag yeah. team. Yeah, it was. It was really good when it first. And got then, started, but. When, then every good person that goes to Raw, they get ruined. I mean, that's just how it is. Yeah, I don't know. Man. Besides, I mean, I mean, look at all the SmackDown people that were like at SmackDown, and then with the Superstar Shakeup this year. I mean, they're all been wasted. Every single one. I mean, what's I can't name one that's done had success since going there. Yeah, no. Jinder Mahal was the WWE champion. Went and to United, Raw and now, no, yeah, in the United and States too, yeah. when, he went there, when he went there, lost it. Now look at him. Yeah. Um, Bobby Roode, tag division. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any others <laughs> because well, not there really was there was um Zack Ryder and Mojo Rawling, but you never see them. I didn't even know they were on Raw. Yeah, they are the Joppers. Well, okay. Well, now we move on to. Jinder Mahal, who we were just discussing, versus Finn Balor. Shanti. So, I mean, it was just a regular match. Finn Balor looked good. He tried to make Jinder look good. Mm-hmm. Why on earth <laughs> did Apollo <laughs> Crews come out? Are Jinder and Apollo, are they feuding? Maybe on WWE main event, but no one watches that. I don't. I just was so confused because when he came out, I was like, Seriously, why is Apollo Cruz here? Yeah, I like, mean, what was it? Was if there's it a reasoning, it, Drew, I'm sorry, but Drew was getting involved, and so that's why Apollo Cruz came out. Yeah, and it's just like, why Apollo Cruz? Why not like Elias? That would have been made more sense. He's already feuding with the three already, mm-hmm. so it would end sense with Finn helping him earlier in the night. It yeah. would have been no, that would have it would have been Dolph, Dolph coming out to help. Or I mean, oh Elias yeah, Finn, yeah, Finn did still. too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Finn or Dolph would have actually. Made Either sense. way, those unless, two would have been the smart decision. Unless Apollo is feuding with Gender, and we just aren't aware of it because I who I not would to care? my knowledge that they are. I haven't seen Apollo Cruz on TV in a while. Besides that, okay, and then we move on to this amazing, amazing Nia Jax interview. Oh. The only thing of value that you get from it is that she literally. Puts the microphone in her mouth and screams. Ear rape. Yeah. It was awful. Like, she should not talk. Yeah. Like, I, I can't cut a promo, but... You can't... I but mean, that is not okay. When there's over 2 million people watching the show weekly, which I don't know how, but when there's over 2 million people watching the show weekly, and you see things like this, this is why... One of the reasons people are leaving, because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just so bad, and it's not just her. It's she's 
part of the problem. Yeah. Most she, of the other stuff is the problem as well. But it's just, it's just not good. And she, I don't know if they announced it earlier, but she's, I believe that she spoiled who the mystery partner was she going was. to be. She, I mean, I don't know if it was supposed to yeah. happen. We were confused about that because during the segment where she did do the ear rape, she was like, she can find, Rhonda can find any opponent she wants. She can find an opponent in Ember Moon won't matter and it's just like were you supposed to say that yeah, and i mean since all the other women had been on the show already yeah, we, we all knew it was we ember moon narrowed anyway. it down like to ember moon yeah, because was, she was the last woman yeah, who hadn't been on the show yet yeah so but, obviously it was going to be but there were some people who still didn't know but still like i don't know but anyway this match happens there's nothing really of value that happens in it there's quite a few botches towards the end and the mm-hmm. one that i thought was really funny is Ronda and Tamina were in the ring, and Ronda was about to do, I think, just judo throw or something, <laughs> and you would hear her yell at Tamina. Oh, no. She was setting up Tamina for the eclipse, and you hear um, Ronda say, move to your left. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, like I understand that she hasn't been working that long, and that's just stuff you learn, but it's, it was just kind of embarrassing. Yeah. So, and there was just that one spot with uh, Tamina and Ember Moon and... Ember Moon like kind of sells a move, and Tamina didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. just, it was just awkward, and that's yeah. how we end off this episode of Raw. So Spencer, how would you rate this show on a scale of one to ten? Easily zero out of ten. Zero. <laughs> wow. I was going to, I was just going to just lie and say 10 out of 10, but then I'm just like, I can't, it was just bad. That is okay. Let me, okay. Let me, okay. We did have the one good two out of two out of 10. Okay. Elias is the reason Okay, for that too. I would probably agree with the two out of 10. I think that is a good rating for the show. Mm -hmm. And just before we started recording this podcast, I found out that this for, I think the third, third time this year is the lowest rated raw in history of raw Mm -hmm. and if you're getting your lowest rating ever three times in one year that's not good news and you probably should change something Mm -hmm. you would think but you would think no just stay the course and it'll figure itself out Vinny mac will figure everything out he will i mean well i mean we got that amazing show when he wrote it himself last year so i mean i think he's distracted he has the xfl right now he's just distracted and he sold a lot of stocks too, so Again. he could fund the XFL. So, I know. Well, I don't know. You never know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, now let's discuss SmackDown Live. So we open up the show with a contract signing because these always end well, but this one did it. Did it actually end? I can't. It ended with um. It did. A match. Yeah, it ended with a match, but there wasn't a brawl or anything no. during the contract. There was signing. a lot I think of that arguing. Is, I think that is one of, if not the first time I've ever seen that happen, where mm. a table hasn't been flipped and people have been fighting afterwards. Um, I think um a couple of the Ronda ones there wasn't any table breakings. So I don't know. Don't. I know Alexa Bliss went through table with Ronda, but like the Nia Jax ones, they didn't. She didn't go through them. Well, um, I mean, not just necessarily like going through a table, but I mean or some sort of fighting. The, yeah, there's been a few this year. Well, I will say that the things that people were saying were pretty decent. I mean, I think they all 
did as it was well a as it could. was a decent segment um, so, with the man yeah. uh becky lynch yeah the empress of tomorrow oscar and the queen charlotte Flair. they all have their i nicknames. only care about becky okay Becky's but you have to admit oscar's promo skills are getting better because her english is getting so much better it still was hard to it's it's it was still, still a little hard to listen to, but she is getting so much better. I almost zoned out trying <laughs> like I I was doing notes and I was like, Are right. you kidding me? But anyway, you could tell that a tag match was gonna come out of this because Asuka and Charlotte were in their gear and Becky wasn't. Yeah, Becky, Becky well, left, ended up leaving. And Becky left and they were still in the ring with Paige. And then Mandy and Sonya Deville come out and actually I um I was watching this with the, our friend Grid yesterday, and I looked at him before they came out, and I said, there's going to be a tag match, and it's going to be Asuka and Charlotte versus Sonya and Mandy. Just watch. And two minutes later, guess what happened? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just – it was really predictable for that aspect, but I think they all cut pretty good promos. And yeah, yeah. overall, it was pretty decent. So. Yeah, and then which led to a which, tag which match. Which led to that match. Between Asuka and Charlotte versus yeah. the a- Absolution, if that's – I mean, they don't even go by that anymore, but still. But I, I for one, actually really liked this match. I did, too. I, I liked Mandy Rose. That was probably one of the best, if not the best match I've ever seen from her. That's the best I've seen her wrestle. And you mm. know that I really enjoy Sonya Deville. I think she's she pretty did, cool. I so. really enjoyed what her and Asuka were doing, like going back and forth, like what they were mm-hmm. doing. I was impressed. Yeah. And, I mean, that just kind of builds off of their Battle Royal thing last week. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that's cool. And, the uh, match was, I mean, pretty I thought, short, wasn't it? It was a, it was relative, it was just normal length hmm. of a match. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a pretty decent match, especially for TV. And mm-hmm. uh, and then in I, the middle I, of the match, um, Becky comes out. And yeah, Becky did come out. Yep, I forgot. Set about that. ringside. Yep. And I, I liked that she didn't go to the commentary table. I liked how she just got in a seat and just mm-hmm. sat there and they didn't have talk. To talk. I yeah. liked that. I liked that a lot. I just kind of made her look like hey i don't need to do this because i'm better than that mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was just yeah it was just a really cool thing um but then during oscar oscar gets she's on the apron she's distracted by mandy rose or something and then charlotte kicks her off thinking it was mandy rose no she knew i know but she they totally knew but they were um, trying to play com- it off as that but you commentators could, were implying it and then but, um but charlotte they, like gave a face yeah her her sell of her face after that kick, it was just like, oh, she meant to do that. She was she like, knew, yeah, like that was great because she knew that that camera was looking right at her and that they were gonna show her doing that. So that was that was perfect. And then which, um, then um, Charlotte had the figure eight lock. No, uh, what was happening? I don't think she had the lock in, did she? Well, she was doing something. To no, I think she was she was setting up for it, and Oscar came up and kicked her in the back of the Sli- head. Well, it no, was... it was a sliding knee. Was it? Yeah, it was a sliding knee to the face, which then I led. What happened? I thought Oscar kicked her some somehow. She, I'm pretty sure she kicked her in the back of the head. No, it was the front. I have Be- kicks. Oh, I have kicks her up. back. Um, Sasha, <laughs> Sasha. Um, you mean Sonya? God. Um, <laughs> Charlotte had Sonya rolled up, and she like had her, and Charlotte was over Sonya, and then that's when Oscar came in, kicked her, yeah. and then which led Sonya to um, roll her up and pin. Yeah, 
And then right afterwards, it showed Asuka was like shocked. No, I liked that because well, she she was doing that on purpose. She well, was yeah, kidding. I know, but, but I I really liked how she was like, well, I don't know what happened. Her hands are in the air. She's like, what happened? I don't get it. Why did we lose? I liked that a lot. Mm-hmm. I think that was really that was really good. So I mean. The facials and just the expressions that they that Oscar and Charlotte did with this was really great, and it just building the feud between them. And they have a match next week, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, that is something. Yep. But overall, I thought it was a really good match. Everyone looked good, and everyone played their part. So. Mm-hmm. The next match we had a triple threat match, which yes, was Jay Uso versus Xavier Woods versus Cesaro. Yes. Which was. A pretty decent match. This was a really good match. Mm-hmm. I uh, I put in my notes that if these guys weren't in tag teams, I could see this being a pay-per-view match for, like, the U.S. or the Intercontinental mm-hmm. title. Like, this match was so good. Mm-hmm. Everyone looked great. Everyone played their part. The coolest thing ever from this match was when Cesaro had Cesaro. Jey Uso in the swing, and, and Xavier had- Woods came up and got into the airplane position and he mm-hmm. spun both of them that was amazing yeah that <laughs> cesaro so is a beast yeah he is uh the and then, swiss um superman what that wasn't that one of his yeah, nicknames yeah that was his nickname back mm-hmm. in the day but uh jay usu ends up picking up the victory at the end with and a super kick to cesaro super, yeah it was a man it was a good match mm-hmm. i it could have been a pay-per-view match probably not for a world title but Intercontinental mm-hmm. U.S. title, given dir- different circumstances. Yeah. Absolutely, I think so. Mm-hmm. And then we move on to a Russo. Uh, Russo. Vince Russo. I've been listening to his podcast. Sorry for that. Uh, a Rusev interview backstage, and he is hungry, Spencer. Rusev mm-hmm. is starving, and he wants something. But he d- he's not hungry for food. Yeah, I kind of rolled my eyes. <laughs> he's a... Uh, He's hungry for Shinsuke in that U.S. championship. Mm-hmm. Now, the U.S. title has kind of been Rusev's thing throughout his career in WWE. He's yeah, held it. Russian wanting two, to go for times? a U.S. belt. Well, Bulgarian. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Rusev, I can dig that. I think that it'll be a really good feud. It'll be a really good match. We've already had the match. Well, they... Crown Jewel. Eh, who cares? Who cares? <coughs> no one watched that crap anyway. I did. You well, did. You're the only one. I watched one match. <laughs> and it was to watch Brock Lesnar win again because it was hilarious. But uh, I think it could be good. And it's actually it's really weird to see Rusev in the baby face part mm-hmm. of this for the U.S. title. But I, I, I think it good. One thing I got out of from that is just like, where's what happened to Aiden English? They had like one match. One match and he's gone. Yeah. Well, like, it still works for the company. So. of a feud. You never know. Mm. It might come back. But, I mean, uh, it was a terrible feud, but still. But uh, then we have Miz TV next, mm-hmm. which uh, Miz gets started and... Oof, my favorite. <sighs> R-Truth, R-Truth and, and Carmella. Carmella. They come out, have a dance break, and, and leave. then leave. I loved and it. And that's... I loved it. My favorite part, the only reason that I liked them doing that is what The Miz said after. Because he said, he like looks around shocked and then he looks at the crowd and says, can I continue now? And they say no. And he just says, too bad. Mm -hmm. And starts going again. Yeah. It was just so great how he said it. And The Miz is just amazing. Mm -hmm. He's just the best. Um, 
But then Daniel Bryan comes, comes out. out. Without any side plates on yes, the belt. I, I noticed that, that immediately. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was like... It made it so look weird. Well, one thing, and I remember seeing a post saying, like, if he's um, anti-yes, like the yes movement, his side plates say yes, yes, yes on it. Right. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I immediately noticed, like, side plates, none. I was like, that's kind of cool. I did like that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's cool that he took those off. And uh, one thing that I really liked that Daniel Bryan said, probably one of the only things that I liked that Daniel Bryan said the entire night before he went crazy vegan, man, I was have that in my he called out the what, the what chant. I have that written and down. And he, just called the, he just called them sheep and said something about thinking that a 20-year-old joke is still cool and still funny. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I doubt that that was planned, but that was I have really it, good. I have it in my notes. He said, do you hear the sheep? I say something, they say, and then the crowd said, what? what? Mm-hmm. They're reciting something stupid from 20 years ago, but they can't help themselves. Yeah. I so love that yeah, so that was, much. That was great. Um, but yeah, like I said, Daniel Bryan turns into a crazy vegan egomaniac. Yeah, and- I have in my notes, Daniel Bryan goes full vegan. And calls us out for global warming. Yeah. I just... That is so stupid. That was so dumb. It's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Why on earth does everything have to be about the freaking crowd? Mm-hmm. Especially with this. Yeah, the dude's a vegan. But just because he's a heel doesn't mean he has to be a butthole about it. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just... Yeah, I'm, I don't know Vince McMahon personally, but from what I've heard and just seeing things over the years, this has his fingerprints all over it. He has everything to do with what Daniel Bryan is doing right now, mm-hmm. and it is awful. Yeah, other than the – I mean, if we got rid of that vegan crap, yeah. other than that, it was pretty yeah. good. No, yeah. If Daniel Bryan was just the Daniel Bryan he was last week – Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing he did with the whole like fickle, 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 that was okay. I didn't mind that. And it was, it's cool to see him doing something different. And I think it's cool, innovative. And it's just, it's something you've never seen out of Daniel Bryan before. Yeah. It's a different kind of heel. He's kind of like this weird psychopath thing. And I don't know. I, I like that a lot. But the fact that they're making about, him being vegan and how the crowd isn't vegan and how they're stupid and they're destroying the earth and using plastic water bottles is how he has to get heat. I hate that. I hate it. Yeah, that was really bad. It's dumb. But then, uh, then he does the thing with the title plate with the, with the plates. He throws it on the ground, which, um, which is nice that they actually show like, yeah. hey, he doesn't have the title plates, yeah, and we're not we're not gonna just not acknowledge it. So I mean, mm-hmm. that was nice that they did that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, AJ Styles comes out and comes the, to the ring, yeah. And then Daniel start... Bryan pushes the Miz into um, AJ Styles, and then AJ Styles just I didn't. It was kind of random. He just kicked. Um, um, the Miz. Mm-hmm. I wasn't too sure. I was like, I mean, you're not after him. Yeah. And then runs out of the ring. Daniel Bryan almost escapes from the crowd or into the crowd. Yeah. And then AJ, AJ pulls him back, pulls him back, throws him in the ring. And then Miz got involved again. And I yeah. was kind of confused. I was like, so whose side are you on Miz? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I liked it. Um, mm-hmm. I did too. It was, it was decent. And then, uh, 
ended up with Styles takes the skull crushing finale, so it sets up a match later in the night, obviously, yeah. for the main event. Um, but then next we get a rematch of Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton. Um, <laughs> I thought it was it was okay. Uh, it was nothing we had seen before. I was thinking in my head, I really wish they would have picked someone other than Randy Orton because Randy yeah. Orton doesn't need a win, and they've seen that match a hundred times. Yeah, so we've I mean, had it if, a lot if, this year. if Joe's gonna interfere anyway, then give Ty s- Dillinger. I was thinking Andrade Almas. Have him versus Jeff Hardy. It's a match we've seen before, and Jeff won. But this way, you give Andrade a win that he so desperately needs because people don't even remember he exists half the time, I feel like. And that's really sad. Mm -hmm. But if Joe's going to interfere anyway and Jeff's losing, why would you have it against Randy Orton? Why not have Andrade get a win that he needs and then that continues the Jeff and Joe storyline? I really... I knew that Joe was going to do something as soon as Randy got on the table <laughs> for the for the jump. I was like, for, Jeff's yeah. not going to do this. He's 40 years old. But Man, so I mean, crazy. it would have been awesome if he did. But I just knew he wasn't going to. I thought it was um, creative what they did with Joe and doing it in a bar. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty cool. But just kind of bringing up Jeff's old substance abuse issues. Last week, we said, you know, this has been done before. So, I mean... It'll be a good feud, but, I mean, the reason they're feuding has been done before. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and why does Joe hate alcohol and stuff like that so much? I He's, mean, I don't know if he hates. I mean, he doesn't hate He it. just wanted to disrupt Jeff yeah, Hardy's life I don't know. for whatever reason. The <laughs> motive is still unclear. <laughs> but then we get AJ Styles versus Miz in the main event. Mm-hmm. Um Brian, Daniel Bryan is still being a crazy vegan on commentary. He's I was, I, one thing I did like is he caught when he was calling out Byron Saxton for doing it and he just tore him to shreds. I know. And he he kept saying, I kicked a man in the groin. Like he said it like at least 20 times. Yeah. And one thing that I thought was I, hilarious, he like hoped his daughter would grow up to I, kick men in the groin. I, like Brian Sexton. I have it in my notes. You have so. like the exact quotes. Exactly. Please, please read it. Okay. Right so now. it starts off with Sexton. What's your daughter going to think years from now? And then yes, Brian, Brian, what is my daughter going to think? You know what I hope my daughter thinks? I hope my daughter kicks as many men in the groin as she possibly can. I hope she kicks 10 men in the groin, hundreds of men in the groin, thousands of men in the groin, thousands of stupid men. I hope she kicks you in the groin. I hope she kicks every stupid man in the groin who consumes plastic water bottles, everyone who consumes unsustainable meats like you do i see all the chicken you eat i see all the corruption that you are a part of you are a horrible human being and you you byron should be ashamed of yourself now let's enjoy this wonderful match now i can see daniel bryan coming up with that in his head like i feel like it was definitely planned out a little bit but i think some of the things that he said were just like off the top Mm. if he's he's like if i have to be this crazy vegan butthole i might as well do it to the best of my abilities and just rip people to shreds so i did enjoy that one thing i i mean the best part was after just ripping into him now let's enjoy this wonderful (laughs) match that was great but one thing i was annoyed with Corey graves just kept bringing it up yeah he did kept on so um brian i have this co-worker and um who has a 
um, big carbon footprint. What would you have to say to them? And just kept bringing it up. Yeah, and right. it was just and something about driving a big SUV to work. And yeah, it was just yeah. annoying. Yeah, but uh, Daniel Bryan eventually gets involved in the match a little bit. Um, I can't remember how it really came to it, but eventually AJ gets Miz in the skull, not the skull crushing finale, in the calf crusher, and Miz taps out. And uh, Brian comes in and attacks AJ after, and then he stands tall at the end, and that's yeah. the end of the episode. Yeah. So, which I was fine with because yeah, I'm really liking, I'm really liking Neil Brian. Yeah, besides I like vegan man. Yeah, besides the crazy vegan, except when he's ripping into Byron Saxon, I like that. But what would you give this on a scale of one to ten? I mean, I personally think it was pretty decent episode. I'm gonna of have Smackdown to give it a seven or an eight. Definitely. I would say probably a seven. I mean, mm. it was a decent episode. All the matches were pretty good. And then this week of SmackDown, they announced stuff for next week with the WrestleMania rematch, right. Oscar versus mm-hmm. Charlotte, and then the rap battle between the New Day, the Usos, and the bar. Not looking which forward to it. Me either. I mean, if it's <laughs> going to be like the last one they had between Usos and New yeah, Day. That was relatively decent because actually, they've no, actually brought, they, they brought up real life. But they yeah, did bring up with, real life, like, so it was like funny. Xavier Woods, it was at least funny. Like with Xavier yes. Woods yeah. having was a, sex with Paige. It was at least somewhat funny and entertaining. But, but they're not going to do it best. this time. I and don't plus, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be weird with Cesaro rapping. <laughs> I don't know. Is he going to have his mouthpiece in so you can't understand him? <laughs> That's that one thing. Funny. If he has his <laughs> mouthpiece. All right, well. I would say it was a good episode of SmackDown Live. Raw was not good at all, as we said. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to the show. And before we go, I did want to mention listener support. So basically what um, listener support is, is if you're a listener of the show and you enjoy what we're doing and you want to hear more and support us in any way, um, would you please, please think about supporting us um, just a few bucks a month or just a few dollars. Just one time payment would really, really make a difference. And um, it would really help us out a lot. And it would show us that people actually enjoy the show. So um, if you do do that, I sure we can think of some incentives that would, uh, you know, make you want to do that. Some question and answers or even, even bringing you on the show perhaps for a segment, you know, you never know. So uh, if you'd like to do that, um, that would be phenomenal. I will put the link to that in the show notes. And until next week, this has been the Slow Count Podcast. Have a great week.